When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Let's get to it. Busy time, interesting time, nervous time for a lot of people associated with Florida State. The big news coming down last night, obviously, and, uh, you know, it got my head and my thoughts uh, moving pretty quickly last night when the word came down that Nick Saban was retiring from Alabama, and of course everybody in the college football world reacting to that as one would. The most successful college football coach uh, of all time and, uh, and, and, and choose to fill uh, that really, frankly, can't be filled. But that is the question. Who's going to endeavor to do that very thing? And it didn't take long for Mike Norvell's name to be mentioned atop many insiders' lists of coaches that Alabama would reach out to. Now, we would all like to believe that just simply isn't going to happen, but I don't know that it's not. I will tell you, it's going to be a brief open. I had the good fortune of talking to Andy Staples, of course, national college football writer and host for On3. Prior to that, Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, he's been around a long time, obviously. A lot of friends in the sport, a lot of athletic directors on speed dial, a lot of coaches. And I wanted to get his thought. He had Mike Norvell uh, on the top of his list. You'll hear when I ask him the very first question why that is. We're going to get to that interview that was conducted about an hour ago in just a few moments. I will tell you this. Uh, it's one of those days where instead of uh, goofing around and having a casual conversation that we like to do and have some fun, we're going to be 
uh, serious and buttoned up here. So we are reaching out to Florida State as well to try to track down and see whether or not Mike Norvell would like to come on to the Jeff Cameron Show today if, in fact, he is willing to and wanting to refute uh, his candidacy for the Alabama job. So bear with us as we effort to do that. Uh, I, I will tell you that it is a serious consideration that Mike Norvell is a candidate. That is not us worried for no reason. That is not hand-wringing because it plays well. That is because Mike is a candidate for the job. Why wouldn't he be? He's 42 years old. What he endeavored to do here at Florida State and achieved uh, was nothing short of excellence. I won't say miraculous. Florida State's a good place to come and coach, and it's in a good location with a lot of cachet. But it is impressive, and it's been duly noted by everybody in the industry. People can have debates about who's a good coach, who's a bad coach, who's done what with what and how. But there's no debating that what Mike Norvell has done at Florida State is representative of coaching excellence, and that gets noticed. So what I'm going to do here is be very quick in and out in the opener. We are going to come back right after a brief break And you'll hear my interview with Andy Staples that was conducted about an hour ago. I will react to that. We will continue to try to track down and see if we can't get a hold of Mike Norvell himself. And if he is obviously willing to come on the show, that will happen today. Can't guarantee it. Do not know it. Have not heard back. We shall see. Andy Staples on three, national college football host and writer, joins me next on The Jeff Cameron Show. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing no. and zaxby's worry about the beer you bring the zaxby's you're gonna be the hero just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces too they've got like 97 sauces and they're all delicious i don't know if you guys know this there are 27 zaxby's in tallahassee alone 27 you can't miss them i think that's true in general in every city in america they're like so, peach trees in atlanta they're everywhere look around find you a zaxby's and get after it by the way your tallahassee zaxby's a proud golden chief booster for 18 years go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network.
Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Welcome back. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Let's bring in the man, Andy Staples, right now on three, covering college football. You know Andy from everywhere. Writer, host, and guest right now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Andy, you had Mike Norvell. First of all, hello, buddy. Good to see you. Hi. Uh, (laughs) Secondly. What's uh, going on? Slow news day. (laughs) Uh, All right. So you had Mike Norvell on the top of your list. Now, I don't know when the story was published on three. Uh, Was that in order of the way you thought it could play out or or the order of uh, candidates uh, preferences for Alabama? Or how did you list these? Or are they just guys that you think, hey, this handful of guys are the dudes that are Alabama is going to be interested in? I went from most plausible to least plausible. So Norvell, and I had Norvell at the top. I had Dan Lanning, who I think we know now is staying at Oregon, uh, but he's one I'm sure they kicked the tires on. Um, You know, I I put Steve Sarkeesian on there, although I think maybe he has a better job at Texas right now with no Nick Saban at Alabama. But the the Norvell thing, it, it makes a lot of sense because He's recruited in the area. When you were the head coach at Florida State, you recruit against Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Florida, like all the teams that that Alabama would have to recruit against, you're you're already recruiting against. And so you understand the lay of the land. You understand the recruiting map. And then you add in the fact that he's been with the Battles in, which is a really good collective. Like they're ahead of the curve on everything. Um, He has the experience of the last month and a half like if you're that person who got screwed that way wouldn't you want to go to the place where they they that they leapfrogged over you like it would seem they have a prohibitive advantage over where you are now and so that's the that's the issue plus i mean we know alabama can pay they didn't have to pay a buyout to get rid of nick saban that he he retired so not that they wanted to get rid of him but they got plenty of money. So, I, I mean, it's a it's a tough no if you're Mike Norvell. It's a really tough no. It's also it's a weighty decision for anybody at this point, Andy, because do you want to be the guy that follows Nick Saban? Sweet right. Jesus. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. You've got no chance uh, to live up to the greatest resume ever built. No. No, and that's the thing. And – but at least Alabama fans are very reasonable and they probably <laughs> understand that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like the calls to Feinbaum are gonna be ridiculous if that coach doesn't win a national title in the first two or three years. Like it it's going to be a pressure cooker unlike any other. Because you remember when Saban took the job, people were saying, Oh, it's too dysfunctional. Nobody nobody's gonna want that job. Now it's it's like he's been too good and, and nobody's gonna want it. You can't, you almost can't follow that up. I get what you're saying about the money. And obviously this is something that Florida state fans and fans of any team, any program, frankly, who cares to play big boy football feels like they're stuck. Hence the lawsuit. Uh, if in the ACC, knowing what sec teams, not just Alabama, but sec teams and big 10 teams are making annually. And so you'd be scared that long-term you'd be at a distinct disadvantage, but it's going to 12 teams next year. And Florida state is trying to get out of the ACC. I wonder if you built a 13 and 0 program, yes, program that got snubbed, but you've got it rolling here. Uh, 
when you think about the plausibility of this, do you think Mike Norvell is going to be the next coach at Alabama? I think it's certainly plausible. I, I don't know if he is or not. Uh, I would think they would look at Kalen DeBoer at Washington because I think everybody will look at him. I think NFL teams are going to look at him too. And uh, he's just he's been successful everywhere. And you look at what he did this year with – yeah, they had some really good players, but a lot of it's what he inherited. And, and you come to Alabama, you're inheriting in a, a way better roster than what he inherited and took the national title game. So – I think he would be one you'd talk to. I think maybe Tommy Rees, the the sitting offensive coordinator at Alabama, who came in there this year, I think impressed Nick Saban and, and probably got a recommendation from him. But, you know, that it's it's tough because it is such a huge job. And but I you know, you'd want somebody who's been that's why I think Norvell and DeBoer make the most sense to me because they've been so successful at different levels. And, you know, they've been successful at this level as well. Like, you don't have to guess would they be able to succeed at this level. They already have. I want to ask you a big picture here. I know you have uh, great connections across the country, and you talk to writers and reporters everywhere, uh, as well as staffs and athletic departments. Was that, It can't be that Alabama was caught off guard because we heard whispers of Nick before the year, Andy. Now, I know that there were some inconsistencies there in terms of some people that cover Alabama said, oh, we weren't really getting a hint of this. And then late in the year, there was the thought that he was out recruiting and that he was going to be interviewing coaches and other things. And so maybe, maybe he had decided against it. Were they caught off guard in any way? And then also the second part to this question, Andy, Nick Saban will have to have a huge say in who gets this job, right? One would think. One would definitely think he'll get a say in it. Now, as far as caught off guard, I don't know that they were expecting this when it happened, how it happened. But I will tell you that Greg Byrne, the athletic director there, has been preparing for this since he took the job. You know, he took the job in 2017. Yeah. You take it, you know, I, I, let's see, I'm trying to think. It, Greg would have been like 45 years old when he took the job. So he's 52 now. I think he would have probably thought, okay, sometime in my tenure, I'm going to have to replace Nick Saban. And so I know he's been gaming out that scenario over and over and over again since he got the job. And he's kept a, a you know running list in his head of here's who I might call. And obviously that list has changed over the years. But I think probably when whenever it was that Nick Saban said it, and I'm guessing it was before we found out yesterday, but I don't know how much before it could have been. Too again, much. Yeah. Right. Nick Saban was interviewing candidates for job openings. Yeah. Yesterday. So I don't know that, that it was much before that, but I will say that Greg Byrne probably was ready to spring into action because he'd already in his mind made the list. Now, would you be vetting people? No, I think you got to vet people quick. But I'm, my guess is this is this is going down pretty quickly. I, I don't know how long it's going to take, but as we sit here on Thursday, you know, late morning, early afternoon, I wouldn't be shocked if they have a coach by the weekend. What what could have changed, Andy? Is this the? And I'll circle back to Mike Norvell in a second and get very specific for Florida State. But I, I'm curious. This seems like a man contemplating the state of the game and being 72 years old and saying, this ain't it. This is, this is not nobody. Listen, no matter where we all stand and, and, and how we think it's a good thing for players to finally get their fair share. 
nobody likes where this has gone in college football and that it feels like you have to re-recruit your roster every day, every week, every month, unlimited transfers. No, The NFL coaches don't have to deal with this nonsense. Right. Like This does not seem like an appetizing thing to be a part of right about now. Do you think this is a result of that? I think that's probably part of it. And I think it's also for Nick Saban, not something he could solve as easily as like when they changed the, the, you know, they changed the recruiting rules. So he couldn't oversign anymore. He figured that out and still signed better classes than everybody else. When the up-tempo offenses came in, he figured he, he didn't like dealing with them as a defensive coach, but he figured, okay, if I run them with my five stars, will be better than everybody else. Yeah. And so he ran, he started running an up-tempo offense. So he was always good and adaptable and, and understood that if you make changes and continue to, to work through those and stay ahead of the curve, you could keep winning. But what he can't do is make more rich people in Alabama. Like Texas is going to have more rich people. So Texas and Texas A&M are going to have probably better funded NIL operations than he is. Tennessee may have a better funded NIL operation than he does. Georgia probably will. And oh, by the way, you're in a state where there's another SEC school that is really passionate about winning football games that has won a national title this century that almost won another one except the Knowles beat them. Yeah. They, I, it's, it's fascinating. I'm trying to think now if you're Mike Norvell, I listen, the, the people listening to this show, my show, they, they are passionate Florida state fans for the most part, college football fans too, but they don't like to hear that there's a job that maybe a coach Is, of theirs couldn't turn but, down. But here's the, th- here's the thing. I think any other job, you're not talking about this. Correct. Correct. I think it's like Alabama and Ohio state are probably the only two jobs where maybe Georgia, the the only jobs you'd even think about this where somebody might leave a place like Florida state. It's not, I don't think this is a value judgment on Florida state. I really don't because it's freaking Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's Alabama. It, It is. And you know, you, you you probably are, if you're Mike Norvell, very frustrated. Now, I will say this, and I've had the great fortune of, of watching this this rise and Mike Norvell's turnaround of this program. And you know, Andy, from talking with the man, and we had a great opportunity together to go to his house and have dinner yeah. and talk with him. Yep. And, you know, he's very forthright. He's a guy that seems like he's an open book and genuine and authentic. Players love him. Um, he has said many times that this is, quote-unquote, uh, the greatest job in the world. Now, coaches say these things, and you kind of have to say it. You give the fans what they want. He's built something here. They're not going to slow down. This has been a good week in the portal. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know, Florida State may take a step back from thirteen and zero next year, but they're going to be a candidate to win the conference and make the twelve team playoff for sure. Which I'm asking your opinion now. Would you give that up and take the Alabama job for having built what he's built here in such a short period of time? If Florida State were in the SEC or the Big Ten, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave. Yeah. But in the ACC, yeah, I, I would. And that's like, that's what I kept thinking about. I, 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 when Lanning didn't, Lanning very quickly dismissed the idea of going to Texas A&M when that job opened. Yeah. And so I created what I call the two question test. And this is really what you should do to decide if you want to leave the job you're in. And the, the first question is, is my school in the SEC or the Big Ten? 
And if the answer is yes, you move on to question two. And question two is, can I finish in the top three of that conference on a fairly regular basis? So, like, if you're Dan Lanning or if you're Kalen DeBoer, you can actually answer yes to both those questions. If you're Steve Sarkeesian, you can answer yes to both those questions. If you're Lane Kiffin, you might be able to answer yes, although I think Alabama is a pretty significant step up from Ole Miss. But because Florida State's in the ACC, you can't answer yes to question one. And we know Florida State wants out of the ACC. We also know there's a chance Florida State is in one of those leagues in the coming years. Yeah, that's. But you don't know how that's going to happen or when that's going to happen. And you do know Alabama's in the SEC now. Yeah, and I wonder, you mentioned Lane Kiffin. I wanted to get to him. I thought he would be a guy that, now listen, we all know Lane's past and Lots of people have very strong opinions about Lane Kiffin, but he can coach. There's no getting around mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. And he did a good job at Alabama and he was there as the OC. He's also kind of changed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I won't get into details there, but he seems like he's a different guy in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. He's he's talked about it. like if you read Marty Smith's book yeah. that, that just came out, he goes into to great detail about some of the changes he's made lifestyle wise. Right, right. And so I, I do think. It would be, that would make him a more flat, uh, you know, palatable right. candidate, right? A different version of Lane than the one that that was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Correct. Not even, Correct. not even just different than the Raiders head coach Lane Kiffin or the Tennessee head coach Lane Kiffin, but different, different than the guy who was the coordinator at Alabama. But it, I don't know if there's too much water under that particular bridge. Or the other part of it is Lane hasn't won against Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, and that's a problem because. Remember, like Hugh, Hugh Freeze beat Nick Saban two years in a row, like yeah. scared the hell out of Nick Saban. I'm not sure Lane scares those guys. And so if you put him there, is he going to be able to beat Texas? Is he going to be able to beat Ohio State when they have to play them or Michigan when they have to play them? Of course, the argument, if you're a four-lane Kiffin kind of guy, is that he'll have better players. He'll have the talent, exactly. Have the talent. But I also think, like, I think Norvell's a, a great example of this. You know, you look at, at them against LSU this year. LSU has boatloads of talent. Yeah. Florida State had some really special players too, but I think if you just put a, put the team side by side I agree in terms you. of draft picks and everything else, and Florida State whooped them. Like yeah. it was a sound beating. Yeah. Right. And and DeBoer is the same way. Like Oregon is more talented than Washington. Yeah. And he beat them twice this year and once last year. I think you're right. DeBoer's the right candidate, Andy. That's the way we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hey, listen, I, I understand. The the thing is somebody's gonna be heartbroken if they hire a sitting head coach. And and we all know that. That's that's what sucks about this whole deal, is there's no easy way to do this. There's no graceful way to do this. Like either either Kalen DeBoer's getting ripped away from a team he just took to the national title, or Mike Norvell's getting ripped away from a team that he just took to the ACC title. Now, the 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 less painful way is they go internal which we've seen a couple times you know we saw notre dame do that with marcus freeman could they do tommy reese same thing we'll see but that that to me giving the alabama job to a dude in his 30s who's never been a head coach is it's weighty and the only way it would happen is if coach saban gave his blessing I mean, there's just yeah. no way. I mean, he would have to go in and say, look, he's the guy. I know he's young, but I trust him and I believe in him. I think you guys should hire him. I, I, I am curious about that because, you know, I mean, Nick's got to have great fondness, obviously, for his time at Alabama, as successful as he's been. And 
I got to imagine he wants that thing to continue to succeed. So he's going to have a say in this and yeah. maybe maybe the say in this. To well, some that's the thing. If, if Reese is actually a candidate, it's because Nick Saban promoted him yeah. as a candidate. I would imagine that Saban would, would sign off on Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell as well. Like he's having recruited against one of them a lot in Norvell and, you know, just watching what, what DeBoer has done. I think DeBoer is one that every coach in, the, in America respects. And I think every coach in America knows what Mike Norvell has done at Florida state. Like the job he's done taking over what he took over to get them where they are right now. I, I think the coaches better than the fans understand how hard that was. Yeah. And, and he is respected too. I think Mike is a guy that a lot of coaches, you saw it this year with Brian Kelly, when he was talking about Mike Norvell, and mm -hmm. then you saw the way Kirby smart, how he felt about that game after it was over. I mean, look, obviously Kirby's team is the best. I, I would argue is the best team in the country. I think they're better than Michigan, but anyhow, the point would be that after that game, he knew he thought it was bad for college football to a certain extent, but I think he felt the way that he did probably because he likes Mike. He likes Mike. I don't know there's too many people who don't. I guess final thing, is there a pro coach, an assistant somewhere out there that's crazy enough to jump into the college game that has <laughs> Alabama Alabama ties? Uh, well, D'Amico Ryans is the most obvious because yeah. he he's an Alabama grad, but it, he just took the Texans to the playoffs in year one. I can't imagine. He's never also never coached in college. Right. Like the the two guys who have coached in college that I would I would actually call just because why not? Mike Rabel. Yep. who may be the Patriots coach by tomorrow for all we know. Um, but Dan Quinn, the DC at the, at the Cowboys, he used to be the Falcons head coach. When he was the defensive coordinator at Florida, his recruiting was insane. Like the guys he handpicked and targeted, I think he had three of them wound up in the first round. Yeah. And he was, he's one of those guys, if you ever meet him, like, you know, he's a great recruiter, like just natural born recruiter. And I think Vrabel's like that. I'm sure D'Amico Ryans would be like that too, even though he's never had to, but Dan Quinn probably going to be an NFL head coach again. So I doubt he would, because the, these NFL guys, you think about, they don't have to deal with NIL. They have a GM to deal with contracts these days, Andy, it's the and, and, and the transfer portal, like they have a CBA that governs player movement. They don't have to worry about that. So it's like half the work for the same amount of money. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It seems to me that maybe the next time I'm talking to you will be uh, real soon, and it may be very well about the candidate list that you put out for Florida State. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. I'm knocking on wood that's not the case because it's been fun to cover Mike Norvell, and I admittedly, selfishly, rather enjoy his open media policies. Uh, yes. <laughs> they're, they're rare in this business, Andy. Well, we, we, we joke about that all the time because uh, th there's a program uh, in the town where I live. It's about you know two hours uh, – yeah two hours southeast of uh, of Tallahassee where they're locked up like a fortress and can't seem to go to a bowl game. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Norvell's like, hey, you want to come hang on the couch and yeah. <laughs> watch yeah, film? And, come on, yeah. and, and we're just going to keep on winning here. Yeah. So yeah. it is a it is a very different world for sure. Andy, I always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for making time. I'll talk to you real soon. All right. See you guys. Take care. Andy Staples on three national host and writer. And uh, we'll get him back on again real soon. In all likelihood, maybe not because of Mike leaving, maybe because of Mike staying. But anyhow, it'll be interesting one way or the other. Jeff Cameron Show will come back and react to that in just a moment. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me in two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV following up the conversation I had about an hour ago with Andy Staples there. And the reason for Andy's presence on the show is that uh, obviously he's been a national college football reporter for most of his career. And I wanted to tap into the connections he had at Alabama. Now, amongst others, you know, it's interesting, Tom, uh, welcome you in here now. We haven't had a chance to talk yet on the air together as we continue to follow this behind the scenes. I know that We've reached out to Florida State, and uh, obviously if, if if Mike is not going to be the next head coach at Alabama, we would love for him to come on the Jeff Cameron Show this afternoon live and tell us that in person. It'd be wonderful. It'd be great. Um, no, no doubt it would be good for the uh, show. It'd be good for uh, the numbers and all that, but also it'd be great to just get the information out there, and uh, it will be fascinating. I think the thing that you would do if you're not taking the job is respond as quickly as possible in – however way you choose, whether it's this show or wherever. Because at the end of the day, the reason Dan Lanning did what he just did or any other coaches whose name will be out there uh, being bantied about as a candidate, as a top three or four candidate, not the candidate, but a candidate, you would do that because you're still putting together your transfer portal class. You're still trying to keep together what you have. So whether this is Sarkeesian, whether this is Mike Norvell, whether it's Dan Lanning, who just announced obviously earlier today in a video that he is not going to take the job at Alabama and will stay at Oregon, um, it really doesn't matter whether or not you were a top candidate, but rather that you are a candidate, and that can have a damaging effect on the class and, and people's confidence in, in wanting to uh, choose your school. So while we're in the midst of this, towards the tail end of this, you would want to get that information out there if you're staying. Uh, there's that part of it. It's not surprising to me that Mike would be a candidate. 
I wouldn't think he'd be the top candidate. Um, partly because of the way that maybe Alabama fans would perceive Mike Norvell and perceive uh, his time here at Florida State. Now, irrationally or, or not, that there, there would be a lot of people who'd say he's not a big enough name, Tom. That that that, that her job. Everybody thinks their job is the best job. Everybody thinks their school is the best school. Uh, but it's hard to argue with Alabama's success, money, facilities, and obviously pedigree. Now they would they would say, hey, we can do better than Mike Norvell. I might disagree with them, but that's the way I think the vast majority of those fans would view Mike. Yeah, I just I think it's funny how quickly the game can change and how quickly the game can pass you by. Because, you know, three years ago, four years ago, this would have been a Dabo versus Jimbo battle for the Alabama job. Correct. Right. I mean, if you looked at the money line odds uh, or the, you know, the prop odds on who the next coach would be at Alabama three years ago, it would be Dabo followed by Jimbo or the other way around. But you're seeing with these short lists, like uh, like Andy's short lists on on three, that younger coaches are what it takes to succeed in this day and age. Younger coaches are what it takes to succeed in the era of NIL and the transfer portal. And what Mike has done is not nothing. So if you've been discounting what Mike Norvell has done as either a Florida State fan or a fan of Florida State's rivals, here's the proof you need. <laughs> I mean, this is the ultimate compliment to Mike Norvell. And people are worried in the moment, every second that passes by, about the silence. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. He could take the job. He might not take the job. But I know what his agent will do in this moment. His agent is going to effort to get Mike Norvell the best deal. You know, this is where I want to remind everybody that while the pendulum has swung too far to one side for the players when it comes to unlimited transfers and all the leverage that the players have, I enjoyed that we started that process because coaches do this all the time, whether it's Mike Norvell or Jimbo every other year looking at LSU when he was here or whoever, anytime there's an opening, their agent goes to bat for their client to gain more leverage at the place they're at or to actually follow through and go to the next place. And I would imagine the silence in Texas, because forever in a day, we've got contacts over at Texas. This extension for Sark was supposed to come down. You don't think the number's going up by the second because of the opening at Alabama for Steve Sarkeesian at Texas? Of course it is. We know agents love this. It's a grand opportunity. It's also a chance to seize more power, not just money, but power uh, in in the decision-making process of how the program is run, how the athletic department is run. I mean, coaches, big-time football coaches do that. They, They levy this so that they can have an opportunity to have more say. And there has been quiet frustration behind the scenes about how long it has taken to start and embark on this football-only facility. Now, I'm not telling you that Mike is sitting around telling everybody, hey, this is ridiculous, and I'm going to be out of here the first chance I get. But it's, a, it's, it's a, again, a factor. It's something that has been mentioned before. This, I want to get to the bigger issue. The bigger issue at hand is, is that Florida State is in the ACC. And for as long as they are in the ACC, as we just found out firsthand, devastatingly so, they will be seen as and treated as a second-class citizen. This is what the ACC represents. It's not the SEC. It's not the Big Ten. The money, the gulf of money, annually brought in by ACC teams compared to SEC and Big Ten teams, is only going to grow larger. 
agents and coaches are aware of this. Let's say Mike stays. Let's say Mike isn't given the opportunity to take the Alabama job, and let's say Mike doesn't want it. I don't care how you want to frame it, how you want to phrase it. But Mike's still the head coach. Florida State fans should always be concerned until we get the hell out of this conference and eat from the same money trough as schools in the Big Ten and the SEC. Because if you have a coach who has success, they're going to be targeted by the schools in those conferences. And they are going to be seen as an easy target. All they've got to do is come in and offer way more money than you could ever give them. Now, even if you want to match, you're still at a disadvantage for the reason that a coach in the ACC recognizes that they're second-class citizens and that they'll never get the benefit of the doubt if it comes down to their school or an SEC school or a Big Ten school. So if this year we were number five instead of number four and got screwed, next time it happens, we could be 12 or 13 or 14, and it's down on the line as to whether or not you make the college football playoff. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. You're viewed as lesser than, and it doesn't matter how much pride or love for school we have and how great we know that this job is, it's not as great a job as it is in the upper tier places in the Big Ten and the SEC financially. And whenever financial concerns are at play, we all know if you've ever been involved in serious business discussions, there is something to worry about. The phrase follow the money is there for a reason. You have to understand that this is part of the dilemma that Florida State finds themselves in. And this is why it's a farce when you hear and or read national pundits dismissing Florida State as childish and brushing Florida State off as having been betrayed and therefore had their feelings hurt and reacting in a jealous and childlike manner. No, this is business, bitch. This is about the money. So when you've got a Pat Forty or anybody else acting as if they actually don't understand that, which is disingenuous, is a straight-up lie, you know you can scoff at that kind of column or that kind of rhetoric because it is always going to be about the money. Look where college football is going. It's all about the money. And Florida State and every other school in the ACC gets less of it. And as long as that is the case – The coach at Florida State, Mike Norvell or whomever comes next, for as long as we're in this conference, will always listen to offers from rival conferences that you're recruiting against in your geographic footprint. And it stinks. They may not even want to go, but they're damn sure going to listen because they're at a disadvantage. I think even if we were in the power two right now, you would listen to Alabama anyway. You would listen to Oh, it's Alabama. Of course you would, yes. But, uh, you know, because I think in that situation, well, actually one thing, just to to clarify this, because I know how message boards work. When you're talking about concerns behind the scenes with perhaps the football-only facility, I know you know this, but just want it on the record. It's not to the level of Jimbo Fisher and facilities before the departure for A&M. Would would you agree with that? Correct. It's not. They've actually begun to... Forge right. ahead, yes. They got the new they got the new company in, they're starting to move it around. Here we go. Yeah, actually moving some dirt around here real soon, in addition to the stuff over at the stadium. 
But I do believe that even if you are in the power two and your name is up for this job, you would be foolish if you're Dan Lanning or you're Sark if you didn't get some sort of concessions for this opportunity. Your agent, as much as I don't like Mr. Sexton, your agent would not be doing his job if you don't get some concessions in this particular moment. Am I advocating for it? No, I'm just saying that that's how it goes. That's how a situation like this goes. And Alabama doesn't open up in this state ever, like never in a lifetime, because it wasn't that way when Nick Saban took over. It is in pristine condition right yeah, now. And sure, right. you might not want to be the man who follows the legend, but when Nick took over that program, it was rubbish. Of course it was. It was, it was rubbish, and he improved it to a place where, hey, man, if I'm going to take the keys to a car, you know what? Let me try. This is an all-time car to drive in this moment. And even if I only win one title over the next five years, that's one more title than I have now. I'm not saying that's what Mike should do. All I'm saying is these are human things that are at play in this moment. And the business thing that's at play is that the agent is going to go to bat for his client because the agent and the client have incredible leverage if their names are Norvell or Sark or DeBoer or Lanning before he took his name out of the running. I'll bet you he got a yes or two that maybe he didn't before this morning. Well, and I, I think the other part of this is that fans mistake this idea of, well, loyalty and allegiance and that they should a coach should feel the same way you do, having gone there or rooted for your team or whatever is the reason you're tied to Florida State. Um, that's not this business, man. Look around. That's not this business. You see coaches go from their rivals onto your staff. Players now in this era of football leave your arch rival and come play for you. And nobody says boo. Look around at all of the coaches that are from certain regions of the country, of course, or went to school in a certain region of the country and then gladly take other jobs with their sworn enemies or in other conferences that they were rivals with, whatever it might be. That, that There's no real loyalty in college football. In the coaching profession, period, there's not. And so these coaches are always going to listen. It doesn't make them, I don't know, bad people. It just means that they have opportunities to leverage and create a situation. Somebody might say, well, what? how much more power would you need? Well, how about just being able – to pay your assistant coaches more money, to keep them on staff as opposed to being plucked by other universities or having the ability to expand your coaching uh, uh, room by adding the analyst. I'm sorry, I was trying to think of the word analyst, goodness. Uh, but, but, you know, we see this now time and again. Nick Saban started that, right? It was time and again that all of a sudden you looked around and you're like, well, they've got 35 people looking at third down tendencies for a game that's four weeks away? Yeah, they do. The, the fix is in. When you have more money, you can do more things. You can build better facilities. You can hire better coaches and retain said coaches. And you can have analysts for days and days and days. We, the list goes on and on. What you can do in recruiting, all of it. And so I just that it would be naive to suggest that he wouldn't listen or that his agent wouldn't very well. His agent's going to listen. I, I promise you that. It's his job to go back to Mike or anybody else that he's representing in this situation and say, Here's what they're willing to do. What do you think? You know, is there anything else you'd want me to ask for? Because now's the time to strike. That's the way they view this. Right, exactly. And and it's not adversarial. It's just the business. It's the way it's done. And, again, if I'm Mike Norvell and my representation is not doing that for me in this moment, then they're not doing their, their job. job. 
Now, I would like Mike to stay. Don't get me wrong. And my God, if I could just put the, the fan hat on only and not the cynical kid who grew up in the era of free agency. Because I, I deal with this easier than I think your generation does because all I knew was the baseball strike and free agency and and the sports center generation leading into, you know, everybody promoting themselves. Like that's a very natural part of my existence. But the fan part of me still in this moment says, is this the most turbulent follow-up to a 13-0 and season in history? Because oh, I believe sure. it is. Yeah, no. I believe is- it. Why are we concerned about every little damn thing since the ACC championship game? Oh, this is a run of bad luck for Florida State in that regard, and I shudder to think of what this feels like if it happens. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I have kicked around in my head what it feels like if it does, and uh, the the sort of the the palms to the sky, are you kidding me, what else can go wrong sort of moment? Why don't you just kick my dog while we're at it? I mean, everybody would feel sort of an exasperation that it's hard to fathom. But I will say – that again, I'm going to reiterate, we're in this position. Florida State is in this position for the foreseeable future. I don't know if you've given this thought, Tom, but okay, what if Alabama hires from within the SEC? They take another head coach already coaching in the SEC. So I, Lane Kiffin comes to mind, obviously. Now, let's just say it's Lane Kiffin and or some other coach in the SEC, Sarkeesian, Texas, right? And they take the job. Well, look, man, Mike is now a candidate for that job. Yeah, Mike's yeah, now so- the candidate for the Texas job or the Ole Miss job. And you're going to go through this again. This is a good thing in a way. It's not fun to deal with, but it's a good thing in this sense. That's how good. Well, Mike Norvell is thought of. That's how good a coach he is. He's going to be, and you want, when we hired Mike Norvell, there was a lot of hand-wringing. We're going to bring in a mid-major guy. This guy's never coached at this level. It's a whole different thing. He kind of inherited the team he had at Memphis. Does he really, I mean, is he great? Is he, He's awfully young. Man, this is going to be, he has no ties to this state. How's he going to put together a staff and recruit? Can he really win? Remember, that's all the stuff the negative stuff that centered around his hire. And there were positives too. But that we we waited for this moment to see if he could succeed to the level that he has to where he could become a candidate for the best job in college football in the eyes of many. That's how quickly he has risen up the ranks and the success has proven to the point where we now know this is going to be the plight we find ourselves in partly because of how well he's done and partly because of the sorry conference that we're in. I just keep thinking time and again, we can't get out of this place soon enough. Yeah, my, my initial take last night when you know we were all shocked about Saban's retirement was, all right, the two best outcomes in this moment are Dan Lanning takes the gig mm-hmm. or Dabo somehow takes the gig. At that point, we're in no danger whatsoever. But Sark in Texas being, you know, Mike identifies as being from Texas, like Dallas, those roots. That was one where I'm thinking, you know, I don't know that Mike is in this last night. I know that the odds changed. Mike's right at the top right now or near the top in terms of Vegas odds of who's going to be the next Alabama coach. But in that moment, I'm thinking Sark's more likely than Mike. But even if Sark says yes, yikes, because you got to deal with this for the Texas thing. And that's what's annoying here. And the other annoying thing, if we can just wallow in self-pity for just a moment, it's the human thing for all of us to do. 
is that if he rose to prominence, we didn't even get to really enjoy the spoils of the rise to prominence because we went 13-0 and they told us we weren't good enough. Well, and watch how they put their arm around Mike Norvell in Tuscaloosa. If he goes over there, the only thing that you can say, unequivocally true, the benefit of this is the ride, which was a lot of fun, but then also he's left this program in such a better place than he found it. If it goes that way, yeah. hopefully it doesn't. But those are, the, those are the things that the fan in me is going through right now. It's like, man, he took us all the way back. And then you said we couldn't finish the deal. And now you're going to, now you're going to take him. like, good Lord. Hopefully that's not what again, happens. again. Yeah. We don't know that's going to happen, but it, we do know he's a candidate. There's no doubt that that is true. This is not a made up thing. He is certainly on the short list of people that Alabama is interested in. And we understand why uh, we understand why he's been that kind of successful. So this is what happens. We got a whole other hour. We'll wait and see. We're still trying to get, still endeavoring to speak with Florida State and and or Mike Norvell, Jeff Cambridge. Oh, we still got. Time. I thought it was seconds that you were holding up. Sorry. So we still got him in here. Um, no, I, but but to that point, by the way, we're still it's kind of on the go here right now. We got a lot of feelers out there. We've got a lot of people, and all of our phones are blowing up as we do this because we're trying to get down to the bottom of what we can. I, I would love nothing more. Um. To, to be able to say on these airwaves today that Mike is is staying, not taking the Alabama job, but I but I I want to point out the scenarios by which we're not out of the woods yet, because again, if they hire within the SEC, and remember Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC now, and Texas could very well come open if that was the route they went with Steve Sarkeesian, then all of a sudden you're probably going through this same rigmarole again. Maybe this should be more the business side of things where we do what we're supposed to do, or maybe in the next 60 seconds you can share your personal feelings. I'm sure a lot of people want to know your personal feelings about where things stand right now. I'm concerned. I, I am concerned that it's a, a reality that could, could happen. It's, it could play out in a way that doesn't work out for us, and I would be saddened. I, I wouldn't begrudge Mike Norvell. I'd be disappointed. Um, I'm, I've been worried ever since. Look, the committee – ESPN and others basically let you know where you stood regarding your place in the hierarchy. And Florida State, for all of its cachet and success and being part of the larger fabric of the great college football game that we've watched kind of really become a mess, is right now a rung below because of the situation that we're in financially. So I worry about it. I'm going to continue to worry about it. We may get a reprieve today. We'll see. Hour number two forthcoming. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 